0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft 2 podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I am your host,
1: Will, aka Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good.
0: And to help us find some of those secrets tonight, with a little bit of coaching, we have a special guest. He is a representative of the Cranky Ducklings, NA's fastest professional, Terran, and my coach. Give it up for Vindicta SC2.
2: Hello, hello. Yep, I go by Vindicta, but you can call me Migs, and shout out to Cranky Ducklings. I have a
1: duckling here. (laughs) Uh, So before we continue our discussion on coaching, I have a question for you, Migs. How's the ladder treating you?
2: It's It's actually a good time to ask me because... Um I streamed a few hours yesterday and if you guys caught any of that, it was a freaking disaster. I got absolutely obliterated. I, I won like three games out of like fifteen games probably. And like I actually don't usually tilt that bad. But uh I have some days where I can't stream this week. So then I was like, oh I really need to stream. So then I forced myself to keep playing. Probably not worth it. But like it was really bad actually. And then today I played this morning. I actually did pretty good. So it was like the both si- both sides of the spectrum in two
1: days. It's like ownage and then owning. Uh, was there like anything in particular that was getting you to tilt? Or was it just like mistakes or your opponents or what?
2: I think uh, I just wasn't focused. Which is, which is actually funny because if you're streaming, you're, I guess you're inherently not focused. But like uh, something that I've learned about myself fairly recently. And this is going to sound really dumb because like it sounds really obvious. But I don't know why it took me so long to realize is uh I'm I play I actually play significantly worse if I don't sleep a certain amount of hours. And like um I uh I recently when I came back from Dreamhack of Valencia, so what was it like July, I was um I made an extra extra effort to uh, be a bit healthier and just sleep more and stuff like that. Um so I I did it, I did it. I was sleeping like probably like nine hours, nine hours a day or night, which is like unheard of for me. <laughs> and I got pretty used to it and then um, when I came back from Philly actually it started before I went to Philly I started sleeping a bit less um, and then uh, but when I came back I must have slept only like 7 hours which I feel like is still good so I felt like I was still okay but I guess it made a difference or a significant difference and I don't know I just feel like I wasn't focused enough and I really do think it was because I didn't sleep enough
0: no that that actually makes sense I know that whenever I just like not sleeping well like I usually play like trash as well um in fact a lot of the replays that i wind up sending you that are losses are probably due to sleep loss and not the fact that you know i'm a diamond terran and yeah it, i mean that, that definitely it makes a lot of sense uh i i can definitely relate to that i'm sure dan has had days where he uh he just hasn't gotten enough sleep and he just kind of plays like crap and, i mean it, and it it does psychologically kind of weigh on you whenever you ladder and you know the uh i, I forget exactly what it's called but you're 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 not able to think as quickly you're not able to react as quickly and it like trying to force that to happen with a little bit of sleep deprivation is like it's never good
1: yeah there's 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 actually like tons of research about just like sleep quality and sleep consistency and how it just obliterates your mental function like on on all levels and for like almost every category um so again when you put that into starcraft it's like yeah i mean uh it's going to feel pretty rough. I know for me, it's like, yeah, if I know I'm like sleep deprived, I'm already kind of gearing myself up for like a, a mediocre session where I'm like, uh, you know, we'll try some games, but I'm not expecting. It. Like the thing for me, too, is that I always feel like um, like more in the tunnel, in the tunnel vision of playing when I'm sleep deprived, because my brain just can't juggle like more than the thing that I'm looking at. And like it's uh, yeah, it's it's no joke.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, before for me, I felt like if I didn't sleep or if I went like one day without sleeping a whole lot, maybe it was okay. Um, And then I guess it was kind of like that. But I don't know if you guys ever, ever have felt this. I I don't know how to explain it, but I felt it yesterday too. Where like, I feel like my brain can't keep up with my hands or like my hands feel kind of weird. Like um, when I'm playing, I feel like uh, my hands can't keep up with my head or like my mind. So like. Uh, it feels really weird, and like um, I don't know. It's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about playing when I'm like tired, I guess. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it is because I'm just tired. Maybe my motor skills are just not able to keep up. Um, but like in in contra- or in comparison to like me actually sleeping nine hours, I feel like everything just lines up so nicely, especially mechanically for me, where I can just like everything feels pretty smooth and like if the game is picking up pretty fast, if I keep up with everything. So it's crazy to think about it. just like two hours sleep difference or even like an hour is enough to like throw you off to that capacity.
1: Yeah, it's something I say a lot too, but like playing StarCraft 2 will it test like your mind, body and spirit like on all levels. <laughs> so like if if any one of them is lacking, like you can definitely notice it in your gameplay. At least, you know, you can feel it or something like that. Yeah,
0: I've been recently. I've been starting to set up like rituals for myself before I start to play StarCraft Two, especially like to make sure that like my wrists are limber because I don't want to wind up with another wrist injury, and just like keep myself from playing StarCraft anymore. Um, but like if I, if I like slack off on it like one time, like it's it's terrible it, every single time. Like not only mentally am I messed up, but also like you know my wrist will be like just worn out after a session. I'll like have to ice it afterwards and stuff like that. Like so throwing off any part of it is always just like it's a it's a surprisingly big deal
2: that's actually a really good point because uh well when i was on alpha x uh we had had a sports psychologist and like uh a big thing with the sports psychologist at least for me when i was working with him was uh having a routine and uh before i never really had a routine Uh, i still have a hard time keeping up a routine but it's just a byproduct of my adhd like uh I'll have a habit for two weeks and then it'll just, I'll just drop it, like nothing. And then so it's really hard for me to develop those those habits. But uh, recently, I've been trying to. Um, it's actually the same thing when I came back from Valencia to just have like a a routine. You know, at the very least, like eat something small in the morning, wash my face, maybe stretcher, and and then play. As opposed to I wake up, brush my teeth, eat something, and then play. You know, like just like dive into it right away and just like nine a.m. gaming.
1: Yeah, yeah, just roll out of bed put the hoodie on, fire up the battle net.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that's actually unhealthy for you for sure.
1: Yeah, I think I think getting a routine is, you know, it's always it's always going to be beneficial, but there is a certain amount of like, yeah, you got to be consistent and yeah, you got to actually put in the effort, but once once you get it rolling, it is it is a dream come true, but yeah, man, it's it can be tough
0: yeah I'm actually curious uh do you is your routine for like laddering the same as like right before you get into a big tournament?
2: yeah it, you want it to be the same because uh if you develop that kind of consistency, it helps you feel more comfortable and calm um, so like even if I travel to a tournament, I'll try to still do some of the same stuff I would normally do, like obviously maybe time zones or like there's all this stuff going on, but I'll still maybe try to exercise, um eat, you know um if i watch youtube if i'm at home then i'll watch youtube when i'm there too like just kind of not throw too much stuff off um you might you might have seen this for, like some people especially in the gsl like they take off their shoes when they play even stuff like that right like normally you wouldn't play with your shoes on at home so like why would you do it at a tournament so it's a good thing to do to do that so yeah i i think most people in fact try to do that i don't know how it was before like before i was a pro gamer maybe like there would be the, like 2010s 2015. And stuff like that. But, like, uh, at least now I feel like everyone has that same mentality uh, for the most part. So, but yeah, it makes a big difference for sure.
1: Yeah, a lot of times they they refer to that as you, you gotta, you wanna practice like you'll compete you know, so that there's not a lot of difference. I know, I know back in the day, people used to make fun of some pro gamers who would like take out a ruler and like measure their setup at the competition. But, but for me, I'm like, I, I get it. Like, (laughs) like, I get it. Like if your keyboard is like six inches to the left and and it's just not like feeling right, like you definitely notice a, a change in the uh quality of your performance right but yeah everyone has their own way of doing it but i I do think that like the consistency is the thing that you know everyone's trying to shoot for but it's tough man it's a different place yeah
0: i I, i've definitely felt that before where um like I'll, i'll switch between keyboards uh i have one that you know has the like the clicky keys and stuff that i like to use but if i'm like cleaning that one out i have another one that uses like different switches and stuff it's basically the same size but there's like there's just enough difference where it throws me off every single time. And I just like I can't I can't play regularly for like five games in a row until I get that set up like just right. So um is is there anything in particular with your ladder sessions that has been uh has been troublesome that's been uh pretty good for you, like TvP or T V Z, anything like that?
2: Um I think actually for the most part, I've been doing very well recently. Um I had like a small hiccup recently, but um, uh, I think I think beyond that, I'm kind of figuring things out. Uh, TVP uh is historically my worst matchup, but I feel like recently I've been I've been I've been doing a lot better. Uh, something that something that I changed is uh playing more aggressive. Um, cause I I, I kind of I feel like before I had this reputation of like only playing the late game. I think now it's not like that anymore. At least I think so. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah i i first i've been doing two gas stuff with like building bunkers around people's mineral lines you've probably seen that now i'm doing other stuff i'm ebay blocking i'm like pretending i'm doing one base and then i'm building a natural i'm just like i feel like if you're unpredictable in the latter it'll pay off in the tournaments because you'll be equally unpredictable right like i think people have this idea that like maybe you would bring out something different in a tournament but like if you're not actually practicing that and the days leading up to the tournament, it doesn't really make sense for you to bring that up because you're not gonna have practice in it. Um so I'm trying to like change that for Atlanta. Like I don't have that that much time, I guess you could say, but um uh, just at least having enough curve to where somebody's not as comfortable playing against me. But yeah, I think that the other matchups uh I feel like mechanically I am improving. Um just like maybe my timings are getting better, maybe I'm getting a bit faster or having a better rhythm. Which I know probably sounds really funny, but like even at my level, there's still like a lot of a lot of room you can improve in when compared to like Clem and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think for the most part I'm going up. Maybe uh maybe TVP will kick me down again, but <laughs> but um uh, for right now I feel I feel pretty good. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's really interesting. You talk about like being more unpredictable, putting putting the game in like more chaotic situations because it's also like. You have to know what to do once you've made it chaotic right like you have to like know where to take it or even if it doesn't work like if you try to do the bunker dance around and like it's not successful it's like you really got to have so much uh like specific experience for those situations so you know it's interesting to see you're you're trying to apply that
2: yeah i um i feel like uh a part of that too is like uh there was a tournament i can't remember which tournament i played in but i tried to do something different again but without actually practicing it and then i ran to that problem yeah where like i didn't know what to do afterwards and then like i watched the replay and i was like oh if i would have just in this this and this i, I would have been fine or like um there was a specific build i copied from bn um which had a Widowmind drop follow-up but it was just a normal widow drop follow-up and then i had this idea like in the middle of the tournament oh what if i just add an armory and then I built the armory and it made no difference. And then after I lost the game, I was like, wow, well that was a stupid idea. Why did I think about doing that? If I would just done like the normal thing that I saw do, like I would have been fine, you know? So it's like I try to add my own little pizzazz to it and it didn't work out. So that, that was pain. Yeah,
1: maybe 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 on the ladder you could have you could have worked that one in real time. But I, I know that feeling. When I like first start when I first did five roach the first few times, I'd be like, oh my god, it worked. And then it's like, wait, what do I like do? <laughs> like where do I where do I go? And it's like, I did the thing I wanted to do, but then it's like, I got to play a whole nother game after that. You know? Yeah.
2: I don't know if Lord has that feeling.
1: So I actually, I did have a similar feeling
0: uh, back in Platinum League, whenever uh, two medevac or uh, two on one became really popular. And I would just like, I would just beat people with the first 16 Marines, but then people started getting better and I didn't know how to like follow it up. So I'm just like, I'm just sitting here on like two bases with like, I don't know, maybe 20 Marines. It's just like, oh, I got to play a whole game after that. Lord, you're not allowed to
2: do 2-1-1 in Platinum, okay? You're still no, not allowed to do it. You a forbidden build. <laughs> you weren't forbidden. my coach then. Not allowed.
1: <laughs> I like this retro, retrospective coaching. Great, great stuff.
0: <laughs> so something that I found kind of interesting that you are talking about earlier is how you're using, you kind of use ladder as like, An opportunity to practice for some of these bigger tournaments um it it does feel a little bit different for like dan and i because we usually don't see the same people as often on the ladder like we kind of a a lot of our opponents wind up being like kind of unknowns for us but you being at like the top like the basically the tippy top of the ladder you you tend to hit a lot of repeats and a lot of people that like you know their play style and you know that you can kind of metagame them which I, i just found to be really interesting
2: yeah, it's a big part. It's a big part of the game for sure. Like even on the ladder when it's not a tournament, like you said. Um, I like maybe you can, you know, play a certain way X amount of times and people be like, Oh, that's just the way you're playing right now. And then maybe uh you know, like in custom games you can try the stuff that you want to do in a tournament and then that's kind of the stuff you can bring out in a tournament to kinda of throw people off. When I was uh before I was like a pro gamer, I guess, I when I would watch tournaments, I felt like I could never differentiate if somebody was uh uh, like a Terran player was doing this build because it was like our new build they were bringing out or if it was just something that they would practice most of the time and then the same thing for the other players right for the other races Um, but now that I'm playing in it I feel like at the end of the day people still play in a way that uh, that is like reflective of how they normally play in ladder if that makes sense like um, they might open differently but then they'll have the same play style they would normally have anyway and um and because of that i feel like you can kind of predict what kind of moves people would make if that makes sense and it's the same for me like I, I think for for most people they've come to realize that if i'm behind in a game the first thing i'll do is just like sit on my ass and and play out the long game because I'm, I'm comfortable in that you know like i feel like i can win that scenario and so i think uh it's like that it's like that for other people too but before i just thought that. You know i was like oh my god so and so brought out this build that they probably hid from the ladder and it's like well that might be true to a certain degree but uh may not be as uh common uh, as maybe somebody thinks it is now
1: yeah i mean that's that's really interesting too where it's like at the core like the player is still the same but they're maybe getting there in a different way or they're doing like some different opener to put them into the spot where they can play their game but Uh, yeah I mean it's just interesting to see that kind of interaction I think one of the most terrifying things about an NA bracket is you may or may not know what those people are capable of at any moment you know it's like even for that day or for that build like you don't know and and I think it's I think it's really brutal in that way but you know I think Starcraft in general is lightweight. but you look at a North American bracket and I'm just like man I don't I don't know who could take this
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a What's the mean with PvP? Anybody can win PvP? It's like all of NA Ladder is PvP. It's just like we're all just like bumping heads, brick wall into brick wall. I makes for really fun games, but like, yeah, that's definitely where the reputation comes from, for sure.
0: Yeah. NA is definitely the most entertaining StarCraft Two server. I, I won't hear any arguments about it. Like, sure, it, it's fun to watch Clem and Sarah go at it, but you'll never find a more entertaining game than like you versus Trigger or Estrella versus Scarlet or something like
1: that. Yeah, Serral Clem is fun, but you're not going to get them like switching bases at like the 12 minute mark where they're like on opposite sides of the map, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like even that too, like that aside, what's really fun to see and um, I think somebody who shares an equal opinion is Uthermal where like you can have somebody like me versus Trigger, for example, right? Like this isn't Clem versus Showtime. Or like, Clemverse's hero. But, like, I think when two people are evenly skilled, the games are still really fun to watch at any level because that's just, like, that's just how it is, right? Like, if it's close and it's, like, kind of a slugfest, no matter what the skill is, it's, it's always entertaining to watch. Um, So I also think that that's really cool. I feel like NA offers that a lot. I think on EU sometimes there's, like, really big skill gaps between, like, some of the players that get to sneak in um, the qualifiers and then they have to play the people at the top it is like that on NA2, but, like, once you get past that first round, which is, like, I play Neeb, and then after that, it's just, like, everyone else This is just, like, a slugfest. so that's really fun to watch.
0: No, like, every every time I see you and Trigger start to go at it on the ladder, it's, like, one of those moments where, like, even if I'm working, like, I'll put that to the side for a second. I'm just, like, I got to watch this stream real quick. I, I got to see this happen because, like, all, you're, you and Trigger always have, like, really, really cool matches to watch. That, like you like game TvP is,
2: is, is uh it's hard, but at least for me I think it's hard. Well I guess any Terran probably thinks it's hard. But it, it it can be fun. I would imagine though that like it's not as fun if you can't actually dodge the balls, which I have now started getting better at, but I still even I still hit them, so I can't even imagine what it's like.
0: <laughs> Different MMRs like the people I coach. You've watched over my shoulder, man. You know how it is.
2: It's like wow, I could just microwave (laughs) for you. I'm just like, oh, just split. You'll be fine. And then like, like don't know until you freak out and you run into it, and it's just like, damn. Like, what am I supposed to tell him? You know, you should have boxed four degrees to the right, another four degrees to the left, and then you know, move your camera a little bit more to the center, and you would have been fine. You know, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, no, it's not like that. It's not like that at all.
1: (laughs) All right, Uh, Migs, you got any uh, like other anything you want to touch on for ladder? Whether you got some highlights or lowlights or anything, anything on that nature um up to you
2: highlights let me think about this one hard uh today i played a say i played a game against showtime and actually i I played two games i played a game against showtime played a game against Gabe, and i felt like um it was really nice to be in a position where like i was making a lot of good moves i still lost both games um but yeah i felt like oh i made a lot of good decisions or like I predicted some stuff that was going to happen, which I think is uh, really good because it kind of shows, like, my understanding of the game um, and, like, different contexts or scenarios and then being able to follow up with the correct response. So, like, yeah, I felt really good. Plus, the game against, uh, against Showtime, I played it with, like, on EU, so I was lagging more. And uh, I feel like when you can still be in a winning position against somebody who's better than you and you can't control your units as well, I feel like that's really, really... um. I don't want to say like ego boosting, oh, but it gives you good confidence. There you go, getting good confidence.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know having a like a good quality a quality attempt where you feel like you're even like you know just hanging in there, like or even better, you know, like that's always that always feels nice. Yeah, being able to take a fight to like Showtime
0: and Hero Marine is no joke. Like that's the big leagues.
2: Uh, I've never played them in a tournament. Actually, I think. I, I've been them on ladder before a few times. Like, I'm not going to say it's consistent at all, because it's not, but... Um, there has been ones where I've actually won. Um, but even just, like, getting close or and making it a match is always going to feel really good. And you just got to keep it going from there.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I struggle with a little bit. It's just, like, fighting people who are, like, significantly better than me and trying to, like, keep my expectations reasonable to, like... They're going to whip my ass regardless. I need to, like know that as long as i'm getting damage done like that's a good thing but with that being said unless you have uh anything else to add to your ladder i'll go ahead and turn the question over to you dan how's
1: your experience been uh pretty pretty good um uh i think the biggest like title card is that i'm crushing in zvt for the most part uh the build just feels uh, a lot better uh, i also had like multiple days back to back where uh, basically every Terran I played made battle cruisers, um, which you know it's annoying, but it's also like I'm at a point in my build where I don't care about battle cruisers. Like, <laughs> like I I honestly feel so good about demolishing demolishing it. So it's you know I played like seven games that all had BCs, and I probably won six of them. So uh, I can feel pretty good about that. And and overall, just uh, I feel like my benchmarks in ZVT are are going pretty well. I'm hitting my drone. I mean I'm not hitting it 100% of the time but I'm I'm always within like two drones of hitting my benchmark um which is still an improvement from before but you know every game is going to feel a little different but but honestly the build the build is crushing like <laughs> and it's great I, I think um I think I said this last time where uh my biggest problem now is is spending like like I have such an economy so quickly now I'm just like I I can't spend it like <laughs> like I'm not I'm physically not able to spend it at this point but uh, it's a it's a good problem to have, you know.
0: Yeah. Have you actually started making any steps to like alleviating that problem of like actually being able to spend the money that you're getting now? Like, have you tried uh, like doing something like uh, macro hatches and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, is that it's usually like I I do great at getting to fifty drones, and it's it's really just anything that happens between fifty drones and sixty six drones for me like whether it's an attack, whether it's there being weird, whether I'm scouting like way too intently. Um, it's those things that I just, I just float so fast. So I think a lot of it is like focus, right? Because there's times where like, I might just be confused about what my opponent is doing. So I'm like looking for information and then it's like, well, I could have also been droning and taking my gases. And that way I wouldn't be floating 1200 this quickly, you know, like, um, so I think I'm still gonna stick to the droning goal because I still think that that is like the like foundation that everything is there, and I'm st- I still feel like there's room for me to improve on that. Um, but then after that, it's probably it's honestly probably my injects like like later on because um, I'm getting to this point where it's just yeah I'm I'm floating so fast I'm overwhelmed with the amount of minerals. Um, but the the plus side is that I'm crushing Terrans who just do really weird random openers and i'm just infinitely ahead so um i talked about this last time where it feels like i'm just like solid in in my opener and in my early games so they can do weird stuff and i'm just already at 55 drones and it's like oh okay he's doing this all right cool yeah it's really nice to
0: kind of feel super powerful versus like just the random shit that you find on the ladder it's just like oh well I mean I executed my build right and I feel comfortable with my control in this situation so I mean like you're not scaring me here I like I've read what you're doing or I'm just like I know that I'm way ahead and as long as I survive like you're dead to me
1: yeah I think the fear is a real thing too where it's like as a zerg, you still kind of want to always be like, oh shit, is he pushing? Like, oh, is he coming? Like, you want to be checking on that stuff. But it's really easy to over obsess on that stuff and just not have an economy. So again, I'm really going for the uh, drone first, ask questions later uh, approach. Uh, but honestly, I don't. I barely have fear versus Terrans at this point. Like, I'm very confident in the matchup, and it's great. Terrible. Eighty drones. <laughs> Eighty drones.
2: Close your eyes. A queens <laughs> ugh, the worst actually the worst
0: i mean he 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 kicks my ass on the regular with that <laughs> um any anything
1: specific with the zvp or uh zvz uh not really i mean zvz is like just super chaotic sometimes i feel like i play great and i crush and other days i'm just like yeah it's uh you know my 24 drone all in didn't work and then i'm behind for 5 minutes and probably should have left earlier uh you know so it, it's up and down for zvZ i i still think it's it's not as crazy of a focus for me right now i'm keeping it very simple um and then for zvp i i'm i'm using my brain way too much in zvp like i'm i've had this where i just think I'm so nervous about just the random shenanigans that are possible that I just, like, don't have an economy because I'm just worried, you know? Like, I'm freaking out about stuff that's not there. And then I look at my drone count in the replay, and I'm like, there's just, like, 12 less drones than there need to be. Um, And, you know, every time I get freaked out about nothing, uh, the next game I die to DTs or something like that. And it's like, all right, well, you know... Uh, I, I also don't think I have... I haven't had as many reps for ZVP lately. So, you know, that's just kind of the randomness of the latter. But uh, it's going okay. But again, ZVT... Like, I've been playing more ZVT, and I've been doing really well in ZVT. So it kind of pulled itself to the front. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going. I mean, I can commiserate with you
0: on that. Like, if you miss... like It, it does feel like if you miss, like, one thing, it can be extremely detrimental to whatever you're trying to do. And I've definitely been in that scenario where I'm just like panicking, trying to figure out what's going on. It's just like, you know, their second pylon was late. And I'm like sitting over here, like throwing down too many bunkers and trying to throw off my own build and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I definitely know how that feels.
2: Funny you guys, it's funny you guys mentioned that because when I coach, I know we'll talk about this later, but like when, when I coach people, I feel like that's like one of the big things that, that throws them off is like i'll be oh, especially when i backseat it's funny because i'll see like like the second pylon thing right the second pylon's maybe late and i was just like wow that's kind of weird that pylon's late and then i'm like in my head i'm just like well they're probably just bad but then if i tell the person i'm coaching oh don't worry about it they're just bad you know like and later on something's gonna happen where they were they would have wanted to like get information from that and then they would just heard my voice oh they're just bad it's okay you know so, so i can't say that so sometimes like i'll make them scout for it and then like it turns out it was nothing. And like, that's fine. That's, a, that's like a learning thing. But it's really funny because I really do want to say like, oh, I think this person just bad, which I guess to me they are, but everything's perspective, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's definitely like, I don't know. I've, I think everyone in Diamond makes these mistakes where you make these huge colossal reads off of literally nothing or literally something that's just, I don't know, late or non-existent or uh it it might make sense to my voice in my head, but then it's, just wrong <laughs> do you have any uh highlights or lowlights um nothing too crazy i had a nice zv zvt where um i don't know i felt like i did great with the build uh and one of the things pig said is I- i'm trying to get better at like the 50 50 split with my army so like as opposed to just walking around with one big bludgeon of roach i i just uh split right down the middle and just attack two places and uh this is the first time it actually worked as well as I wanted it to um and uh again it was also just off of the back of like a really clean early game and also I could tell that my opponent was just I don't know making random tanks and stuff you know like like just random things and I'm like I think I can just a move in two places and win and uh I I had the I had the pincer set up and it was it was beautiful it was very very satisfying
0: yeah, it's uh, it's always nice to kind of hit just like have one of those fights where it's just you just absolutely crush it and it's like it's, it's completely one side and it basically wins the
1: game for you outright so i mean that that's really cool man uh and then low light uh <laughs> i had a i had a zvz where they did the 14 14 speedling all in which is like very gimmicky very gimmicky zvz build and i i saw it late. I saw it late but i saw it early enough to like see the links and i think they did it on a larger map so it's like i had time and th- this is one of these it's one of these like clicks where like you don't know where this click comes from but i'm pulling my queens down and they're at the ramp and then for some reason there's another click that pulls one of those queens forward like in front of the ramp and you know i notice it but as i'm noticing it to fix it is when the links dive in and then it's like. I can't quite squeeze back in there they like they kind of almost get back and then they die and then uh he doesn't really kill me because i still had links. like um we end up playing the game out but it's just like yeah that that queen could have been in the right spot and i would have like i i think it, it worked out kind of even when the dust settled like i lost queens i forgot to remake them pretty quick which is probably what killed me um but I just uh yeah it's uh i don't know it's that hold position it's that hold position micro and sometimes it slips through and and i had the read too like i knew what build it was you know you see that many links that early you're like all right i know what this is i know what the situation is i know what his drone count is i know that i'm ahead you know and uh yeah they they got in and uh i was not able to finish that one out unfortunately yeah the the misclicks honestly i find the misclicks
0: to be more frustrating than anything else like i've had moments where i like I'm trying to dis- like dodge disruptors, and I click on the minimap and push my entire army forward into the balls. So then it's just like, alright, well, I lost the game with one click, so that's really cool. I mean, granted, there, there's probably other things that were big mistakes leading up to that point as well, but that feels like the big mistake that cost me the game at the moment, so it's just like, whatever. I, I'm entirely too tilted to deal with this now. You know what you know what i do when that happens to me you know what i say now on stream i say
2: i say i, I should have played like maru but i didn't play like maru so that's why i lost <laughs> if i eat a disruptor ball if i eat a disruptor ball i just i didn't split like maru so that that's it next game that's it next that,
0: next game i'll split like maru
2: yeah literally because uh i mean otherwise you start thinking about charge, like oh fucking disruptors or this and that <laughs> and then like i should have done this instead and like oh what a terrible you And you get so tilted and I don't know. This, makes it, this is my way of coping.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, hey, sometimes that that negative that negative thought spiral is is no joke, and if you can just blow it off by saying, what would Maru do? <laughs> That's great.
2: But it takes. That's the mental, mental assistance that I need, that we need, Lord, you and I together. <laughs> Karen, Karen buddies, united against disruptors. You, you need it especially if you're over my shoulder, I think. Oh, yeah. I'll be Every time, backseat coaching, no matter who I coach, my hands are in my hair and i'm i'm holding it together holding it together feeling it, cause i I'm feeling the pain you
1: should you should you should change that to your profile picture where it's just you like this
0: <laughs> no there 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 is an emote of him out there right now that that it kind of embodies that feeling his his s uh emote been using that a lot recently
2: the face yeah 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 yeah, I, met, I must make faces like that all the time. Like, so it's so uh, instinctive for like I just do them all the time. But like, yeah, I've, I. think every Terran player, actually, anybody that plays against Protoss probably makes those faces. Even <laughs> Protoss players.
1: All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for my ladder uh report. Uh, Will. Uh, how's it been? Uh, how's it been going? I'm kind of in a weird state
0: with ladder right now. Um, so my actual ladder sessions have felt really fruitful um I I feel like I've been playing fairly well I don't really have like even when I lose I feel like I know immediately what my mistake is but honestly like I'm actually winning a decent chunk of my games the problem is is that I've been having a hard time like finding good times to ladder recently uh which has been which sucks really bad because like I've I've been having this itch to like play but you know with the end of the year coming up, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, like after, you know, a long day of work or something, I, I get like, I, I log off and I'm just like, if I play right now, is it going to be a productive session? Like, am I, cause like, I, I, I know that like coming off, like coming out of some of these, like stressful things, it's just like, I like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm mentally like, prepared to deal with like ladder shenanigans and the funny thing is is that like it's hard to convince myself that I can do it because like every single time that like I've been tired I'm just like kind of force myself into it or not force myself but just like let's just see what happens like they've actually been really productive sessions and I feel really happy with them and like have gained MMR and stuff yeah it's just been kind of weird to try and like find good times and like make sure that like I'm mentally there and like mentally ready to like try and work on some of these uh, some of these things that I want to work on in the game
1: yeah well I mean it's it's good it sounds like you're at least being productive but I also know that like I don't know that, that kind of like knowing that you need like more reps you know or like knowing that you need more repetition before it actually like like sticks in a way I think is something that I think we all like kind of deal with that where it's like you feel like you're going to lose it if you let it sit on the shelf for too long but um you know hey i'm glad at least you're getting some success on some of your sessions there that's always nice it's actually been pretty nice
0: um like with TBT, uh like before i was struggling with like two rex reaper and i'm doing a little bit better with that now just like i've been pulling my reaper back into mineral lines um just trying to like mitigate damage wherever i can be able to spot it whenever it comes up and i've been doing a little bit better with it i still need to like work on my follow-up a little bit because a lot of the time, like the Terran will do something weird. Like, oh, I'm just going to go straight to battle cruisers or, Oh, I'm actually going to go into like turtle mech. And now I got to like, I'm kind of already frustrated with the two racks. So now I'm like even more frustrated that it's just going to be turtle mech in like a 30 minute game for sure. Um, you know, with, like TVC, I've been doing better about like trying to keep track of upgrades, tech, drone count, stuff like that. And then knowing like what my advantage is based on that. Um, i'm still struggling with it a little bit because like you know whenever you learn some of these new things like it kind of like slips past every once in a while and it's just like ah well i didn't you know i didn't see that they were on two two at this time so probably not a not a great decision to try and fight into it now but i've been doing a lot better with it and i've been feeling a little bit more successful in TVZs, and then uh, tvp i've been feeling better about it and i'm kind of happy with it um the funny thing is, is that I've been kind of following Mix's footsteps. I've been going double gas a lot in TVP. Um, and it's actually been working out for me pretty well. Just like go for a couple Reapers and Alien and, uh, you know, go into the normal like build after that. Like I've been able to scout them better. I've been able to do more damage in the early game because a lot of Diamond Protosses have a hard time like dealing with the double pronged attack. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's felt it's I mean,
1: everything's felt pretty successful. Nice, man. I mean, you must have a you must have a great coach.
2: Nah, uh, I love to hear it. My ego is through the roof right now. I <laughs> feel like feel like might raise my rate tomorrow. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
1: Due to a spike in <laughs> recent demand, my prices have tripled. True,
2: it's your. I, I I coach somebody else actually who has a a similar experience to yours, Lord. They're like they uh they're not they're not going to guys where he like he's proxy raxing people and like he's he's being more aggressive openers and he has this he, he feels like it's been going better for him because he has like control of the game and he just can just like like go around people's BS uh in the early game and like especially in Tvp right so like that's pretty it's pretty funny to hear you having the same same experience. Maybe maybe I should stop preaching macro games and it's time for us to start uh no no barracks in our mains before five minutes kind of thing. Wait can we can
0: we do a coaching session where I all I do is proxy?
2: Yeah, why not? Let's do it.
1: <laughs> I could use the help too. Oh man. No, I mean it's I I think it's always like you also learn stuff about yourself and about like, I don't know. You always learn crazy things about the game state, I think whenever you start doing stuff like that. Uh it's just, I don't know, it's just wild, but it's fun to it's fun to be a wild player sometimes, you know? No, I absolutely agree. Um just a a couple,
0: a couple more things about my ladder session. Uh, I I did have a decent highlight. Uh, we played a thirty minute TVP on Data C. Um, it was fairly standard. You know, we got or the Protoss got their all of their splash damage out, and I was like kind of trying to find areas that I can actually poke into and trying to keep a hold of map control so that I can see whenever they move out. But I was really proud of myself because um, I called their carrier transition um i started like i saw like a couple of void rays start to kind of fly around the map i'm like oh no that's i know exactly what this is and just like started trying to take like the best fights possible while they were like making the mistake of making void rays before carriers and just like dunked on this guy like i mean it, it was almost like a no contest type of thing like i dropped into his main and started killing uh stargates my main army was at the front and just like shattered this like stupid void ray army and i was just like i was psyched i was so psyched out because i'm like if i like if i hadn't called that and i was just like continued to just like trade out gradually like i would have died to carriers later for sure because i always die to carriers later but like catching that as it happened was like it was so gratifying
2: sounds like i need a coaching lesson from you now winning the game against stargate wow (laughs) congrats lord
0: i mean in in fair in fairness in fairness i like i I imagine a lot of protoss players like know not to try and like make void rays and then go into carriers i feel like a lot of them are just like i'll hide that transition at least like a lot of the Prot the good protosses that i play do that and i'd like get blindsided by it but like just seeing like it was just it was so nice
1: yeah no i mean it seems like a pretty heads-up play and it seems like you know it's a it's a mistake from your opponent but it's also you capitalizing on it and uh crushing it so that's always nice yeah it was a lot of fun um i mean that's pretty much all i had for my ladder
0: session if you guys are ready we can go ahead and hop into part two of our coaching episode tonight sure all right, so we actually, tonight, have decided to bring on a dedicated coach who can uh, enlighten us on their side of the story. Uh, you know, we gave our tale about how we got our coaching and the things that we were kind of looking for and, like, what we can do to further press some of the things that we learn and, like, apply them in our ladder games. So we're going to get the other side of the story tonight with uh, mixed So I- I'll go ahead and start with... Uh, just a, a fairly easy question here. uh What's your process for figuring out what a player needs to work on when you first like meet with them and start to kind of like learn their play style?
2: Okay, so for this one, this is actually like one of the most important things because it's like it's okay to ask for people's rank, right? But uh, even if people are the same rank, they can still be at very different levels. So like, um, uh, I, so I okay, I coach. I guess a good example. I coach two two diamond players. I think like diamond two. And one of them plays, like, actually very good mechanically. Like, they use camera locations, they've been binded like, F2. Like, um, I feel like they're... This one's kind of weird, but, like, I feel like the way their screen moves is very smooth, and their camera's not, like, all over the place. Um, but I think uh, what, what, what that person lacks in is, like, the complete opposite of what, like, the other person lacks in. So the other person is, like, same league, right? Same race, everything, but... Maybe their, their mechanics are not as good, but like it seems like in a way they have a better idea of like when they can counterattack or when they can like or what to do in like X scenario. Um, and that's like enough to make up for the fact that maybe they don't use camera locations or something like that. Um, so I try to always see that and also like what they think or what they feel is like what they need to work on. And then that's how I kind of decide like, um, of takes maybe priority so like somebody might tell me that they're making me- they feel like their mechanics are not like very good and then we'll we'll, I'll st- we'll start a session and we'll dive into replays and i'll be f- like thinking about that in my head like okay is it actually their mechanics right and sometimes it is sometimes it's like oh uh, they're struggling with reacting to things because they don't use camera locations and they don't use this or that um but sometimes it's not actually it yeah, sometimes their yeah, mechanics are actually not that bad it's actually other things that are that are um keeping them from like, you know, improving or whatever it is that they're wanting to gain from from coaching or from Starcraft. Um so you really have to have like a a personal or like holistic kind of view of people's um of how people are playing and how they want to play too, because some people like mechanics aren't that big of a deal for them. And like maybe they just want to have some good builds they're like or play the game in their own way. And like I'm not really one to tell them like Maybe, at the, maybe if you want to become the best player in the game, there is a specific way you want to approach that, but if your goal is just to get M3, like, I'm not going to tell you that you have to just, like, revamp everything you do right now for the sole purpose of getting M3 because that's not really true, you know? Uh, and that's a really com- big complaint that I, I think uh, people have other coaches um, It's like, they'll get a session and this person will just tell them, oh, it's because you don't do this, 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 your build sucks, uh, you need to, like, refine all your mechanics and, like, you don't use certain location, camera locations, control groups, or whatever, and like, um, yeah, I don't really think that that's what people want, you know, as much as you think that's what they need. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things that definitely go into it, um, and like, I think that's one that's one of the things I really like um, to do for people, and I, I think it's what makes a big difference for people when they're getting coaching sessions. Um, um, yeah.
1: No, no, hey, that's a that's a great answer, and I think, uh, yeah, it's like an it's it's all individualized at a certain point too, and I think. Um, I think it's really interesting to get your perspective on like diamond players in general because I think I think one of the struggles that it is for a lot of diamond players is that there's this definite like you feel like you you really need to be well-rounded, right? Like you need to be solid like across the board. Like yeah, you you do have a style, right? And you have things that you want to play, but there's also still like just things have to be there or certain understandings like have to be there um for you to just kind of navigate these situations so um yeah man i mean i think it's i think it's nice that you know you're you're obviously skilled enough to where you can kind of push people in different play styles or um encourage the things that they really enjoy because at the end of the day too like it's it's a game right it should be fun and it's not fun if someone's telling you to play a style that's completely opposite of what you want right
2: yeah, uh and that, that's actually something that I also learned myself because um when I was on FX, and I did have that sports psychologist um one of the things that we talked about was like staying motivated or maybe like inspired to play the game, right? like th- those feelings are oftentimes temporary. Um, and it's about getting over the, those those moments where you're not motivated and you're not like inspired. And the way he told it to me was like just just find out why you like playing the game, whether it's like off racing, to, to just like enjoy the game for what it is or like play the way you want to play even if it's not necessarily the most efficient way to play the game maybe for me like at the pro level but it's about like maybe um having my personality reflected in how i play like you know gumiho right now you would he's not winning gsls let's say but like he's actually doing really well and he still plays his own way um and he's like it's like he's found a balance right so that's 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 the like hearing him say that to me was like really nice and uh i feel like um when he said to me it kind of opened my eyes and just thinking about how like you know you kind of think about different terran players and their different personalities like ty seemed like a guy who would play really like different and like maybe like macro based and have like these really technical strategies and then innovation does kind of seem like the guy who would be playing like very cutthroat mechanically like like gameplay right so it's like like everything made sense to me after that um, and I, I do think that you can apply that to
0: everybody who plays the
2: game or any game, even for that matter.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, and it is refreshing to hear some coaches are willing to like take the time to learn what a, like a, a lower league player like me would want to play. Because I remember like some of our first sessions, like it like it was just an opportunity to kind of like feel out uh, like what we were expecting from each other. But, like, once we got in the role, like, I, I felt like you were doing, like, you do a really good job of, like, knowing how I want to play versus just, like, you know, a generic Bronze to GM uh, video where it's just like, oh, well, all you have to do is play mech every single game until you get to, like, low GM. But it's just like, no, I don't want to play that way. Like, I want to learn bio. I want to learn how to, like, you know, spray a Protoss down with Ghost or, you know... Um, just be really cutthroat later on and be able to like do multi-prong and stuff like that so like it is very refreshing that you know you're coming out and saying just like everybody has their own style and their own way of wanting to play the game and i want to like help them do that
2: yeah that's 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 a big thing for coaching man i think that's what makes some coaches better than others i won't say i won't say names okay but <laughs> and, and the cool thing is, like, like we said, like it's not just a Terran player thing, mean, that's for everybody, right? I think anybody for any of the races that like wants to, you know, play the game, you know, I think having somebody who is like willing to go around how you want to play and like help you play your, your play style or or help you achieve your goals in the way that you want them to be achieved, like, um, I think that's what, like makes huge difference in the experience. And plus, it's nice, right? Like, um, I feel like you can kind of get the feeling of like when maybe somebody is not enjoying the way a session is going or like they're not kind of getting the things that they want done or answered so i really try my best to like make sure that like to for people to like tell me like what is it that they want so that i can help them the best uh, way that i that i can because i'm also guilty of like maybe i want to give uh, maybe i have like this idea in my head of like how i'm supposed to coach this person in this scenario but maybe it's not something that works for them um it's like teaching styles right so yeah you know, I would have been a teacher, too, but it doesn't really pay that well.
1: So you've signed into the lucrative world of StarCraft coaching? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very lucrative, apparently. It, it's like teaching, but it's a video game part.
2: Exactly. I can have fun. I don't have to teach, like, I don't know, some other subject, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so whenever you're, whenever you're figuring out what a player wants to work on, um how much is that is like influenced by a player's league like whenever you're figuring out what you're going to like be coaching them on like how much of that is influenced by player league so like if you got like if you got a platinum player tomorrow um what what would you do with them versus like a master's league player
2: okay if they both wanted to play the game the same way yeah okay so like i think uh i guess i have a good example this there was somebody that i was coaching um and they were about silver and like that's a really big like uh topic of conversation when it comes to coaching because for some people it's like why would you get coaching if you're in silver right just like watch these videos and do etc cetera, etc cetera. and like yeah i can kind of agree with that to some capacity um but i do feel like uh for some people it's nice to have somebody over their shoulders to start them off with like the right mechanics right which is what this person wanted they wanted me to basically like walk like they wanted to get better the right way and so it was if if that's if that's what you want then we have to start like bare bones like you know for platinum it would be the same thing like the first thing i would do is like take a look about how the mechanics are do they have the right stuff set up like I, i i will say like if it was a masters 3 person that i was telling that to or that told me that i might skip a few things like Maybe I would check to see if they had, like, certain mechanical things, like camera locations, multiple army control groups. Um, but uh, I might, like, that might not be the first thing I would look at because, honestly, I, I, I'm guilty of this. I would kind of assume that that's what they have. Um, but that may not be the case, right? Um, and then, you know, if both, if both players want to play the game, quote, unquote, like, properly and uh, rank up that way, I think build orders are probably a bit more important for somebody who has a higher MMR than for somebody at, at a lower MMR. Um, so it kind of shifts. I think the importance of mechanics will always be there, but I feel like it does start decreasing as you get better. Um, because technically speaking, they should be, have already gotten better, right? And like maybe there's less like breaking in habits, certain habits. Um, but yeah, that's not always true for sure, right? Like there's, there's plenty of people, and I'm sure like that just uh, don't have certain like mechanics that you would kind of think like wow you don't use camera locations, that's kind of weird but like um yeah like yeah there's some people who are like that so there definitely is a lot of discrepancies between different leagues um even if they want to learn the same thing like i said for some people for the lower leagues it'll start more basic for higher league people i might you might already have some of those habits built up so then we'll maybe instead of mechanics it becomes a more strategy focused um i hope that answers your question
1: i feel like uh do you do you get a lot of people below plat or plat and below? No, because I feel like you mostly it's all diamonds. Like yeah, <laughs> it's every everyone I know, every turn I know from Twitch has probably been coached by you. Yeah,
2: I, I I've only coached like two silver people, I think. Yeah, two silver people, um, mostly diamonds for sure, um, and then some people that start off in diamond that are now in masters. There's two people that I coach who are like borderline GM. One that I coach consistently and one that I coach like every once in a while. um, And they're like, nah, they're like dead even for the most part, yeah. I would say, so they're like 4,900 or so. That's like the highest MMR that I coach right now. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, people are, people are Diamond.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, well, like for me too, when I decided to get coaching like around Diamond, like mid-Diamond was the first time I reached out, it was like I had consumed a lot of that you know the videos of of whatever, and it's like I had gotten to a point where I feel like I feel like I get it, but I also feel like there are probably like twenty things that like I just need to be told. You know, like like oh you do that, knock it off, or like oh you do this. Here's an easier way to do this. You know, like, um, and I think it's also like there's a great comfort as far as like being told what to do at a certain point, even if it's like I, I actually really think that's cool. That the guy in silver who is like just like get me set up like I think that's a really smart way to do it actually you know like get me set up and then I can do the rest but you know get the the building blocks get the like you know it's like the day one like here's how you hold the racket you know like here's how you and I like hey that's a pretty good it's a pretty good foundation you know
2: this is uh something that happened to me when I, when I learned the game I learned the game really young like I was like 10 and then I didn't know that there was like certain mechanics to have like I learned from my older brother so, like, the first one was, like, my older brother used Spacebar for base camera instead of, like, actual camera locations. And I rode this until, like, I was GM. Actually, I even hit, like, 6K. And I was still using this thing. And it, But it, at that point, it was just bad. So, I had to change it. So, then I revamped my mechanics at, like, 6K level. um, Like, multiple things. And uh, I really wish I would have actually learned that stuff sooner. I would have saved myself so much time. And maybe I would have improved faster. Like, I don't know. um so i can't yeah i can't blame that guy at all for just like wanting to get set up properly at the very beginning even if there are videos and stuff out there
0: yeah i'm glad that you talked about like some of the videos and uh you know that you you did have like silver people come up and approach you um like whenever i first started playing starcraft and learned that there's like a competitive scene at all um like i i wanted to be set up i wanted to like do some research first before I like hopped into my first game of the ladder. I think I actually like watched other videos for like a week before I even touched the ranked button, but <laughs> something funny, like from our coaching sessions is uh like something that got hammered into me. Like from early on, it was just like unbound F2 don't use F2. Like, you know, and like in the back of my mind, like I knew it was like a tool and everything. And it's just, you know, all of that kind of stuff, but that just never, I stopped using it. And when we started having our coaching sessions, and you were constantly like, cranial, like you got to use, you got to be using F2, man. Like, and it, it kind of dawned on me, just like to, you know, Terran production kind of functions in a way where you have to use F2 to make sure that your army's together. Or like if you're going to be parade pushing, like F2 becomes your friend. And it is indeed a tool that you need to be using in order to like properly move your army around. And it was just like, <laughs> The videos didn't tell me that. The videos told me to just unbind it and just leave it alone and never touch it. So um <laughs> that like it's it's kind of funny that like getting specific coaching actually does kind of teach you some of these things that might not necessarily be a good thing that some of the like other videos are teaching. Mari
2: uses F2, you can use F2. That's the motto, okay? <laughs> if Mario, like he yeah, actually and he uses it pretty often. The other thing is like he only has two army hockeys or control groups. And like I will I will see some people, even like Diamond and Masters, and he had like four. And I'm like, dude, I don't even have four man. Like I have three. Because I, like, I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah, like, you know, Mar is obviously like a different person, like right? I'm sure, like he just has uh there's this thing that I talked about with somebody before. A good example. Okay, so there's this um uh, there's this uh Olympic weightlifter, a Chinese Olympic weightlifter. Uh I'm gonna put you his name, but it's like Lu Zhao or something like that. And uh there was a video where they were talking about his squat form and he started lifting when he was really young right as most people who are like very talented start things very young and um he uh his squat form is like different than, than what is considered like optimal and he's just like always done it and like he's still an olympic champion like he has like records and uh world records and like weightlifting, i think in squat as well and like he just like never changed it like this is just his thing but if you're like somebody else you're not going to do that maybe right um so i feel like some people just have those little quirks that like work for them um but it can be for anybody like it doesn't have to be like just because he has those doesn't mean you can't have those like uh, and i think getting personalized like some sort of personalized coaching or some sort of personalized interaction with somebody who's just like is telling you like oh you know you can use this it's okay like um you know but don't use it in the way that you you would traditionally see it as um can make a big difference so
0: yeah i i i I, don't get me wrong like some of those videos do have their place and like I, I've definitely taken notes from some of those videos too but like it can the like the information in them can be a little bit generic and sometimes you need that that person to like let you know that like this might not be working well for your play style
1: um yeah I mean I think it's just like uh for for some of these habits too where it's like you have to kind of do that evaluation where it's like okay what how big of a problem is this habit that I do causing right and like how much better would I be if I fixed it? And how much work is it going to take to fix it? And I think it's interesting that Migs was talking about the spacebar base cam, because I think that's the thing that's like... I think I've think seen a lot of people use that, and bam, 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 you know, you just you just tap that bad boy five or six times, and your camera's zooming all over the place. But it's also like, yeah, you can be fast with it, but is it is it the best tool for, like, defending all of your bases and for getting your camera exactly where you want it? And it's like, well, I mean... It's a tool for that, but it's also like, yeah, you might have to redo so many things related to your mechanics because I'm sure the spacebar base cam was also tied to like part of the macro cycle and part of like the other really important things that you have to do. So to to redo that is like, that's a lot of work, you know, it takes a lot of reps to to change. I know Sal, you know, like he used to like reach across with his thumb to like hit control or something like that. Like incredible. I couldn't believe he was playing that way um at all but he he went on this huge long uh sequence where like he forced himself to change and it took some time but i think he's i think he's much happier
2: (laughs) very very rewarding changes yeah mine uh when i changed my the base camera thing i actually also changed i added two army hockey's. Uh, i added a rally point camera location I had to unbind F two because I used F keys for my camera location. So then I had to have new keys for for all army and idle worker. And like if I was like six one or so, I must have dropped to like five five. So I had to like use another another account. And like oh my god, it was like the hardest thing I ever done in my life. I swear I was like really bad for like more than a month. And uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was it was it was terrible, terrible. But obviously yeah, I was way with it. Like I'm way better than I was. Like I could have never reached to the skill that i am now if i didn't change that stuff so it was written in the end and i'm happy i did it i'm just not happy that it took me so freaking long you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i think it's also like you kind of cross that threshold where you do get to implement that and you're you you always like when people do these drastic changes like you hear about it sometimes with people who like you know, try to change their baseball swing or try to change their um, their golf swing or something like that. Something that's like really like locked down and like really repeated, is um, it's always going to be really hard to change that. But if you can suffer through that initial part of being just terrible, like going through the whole learning process again, um, I feel like you you will almost always come out at least at least better at some things uh, overall than you were before. You know.
2: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But I, yeah, I, I want to say like uh another thing too is I feel like I kind of got carried a bit hard because I'm like a very fast player, and I could cut the corners like you know maybe I I couldn't hit spacebar. I had to hit, six, six, had to hit spacebar six times to get to my sixth base, but maybe I could just use my mouse to get there anyway, so it didn't matter. And I feel like I got a lot of leeway because of that reason, but then yeah, like like you said, at some point I just just ran out, had to had to change. And yeah, thankfully I did. But yeah, that's just how that's just how the cookie crumbles. All
0: right, wait, are you saying that the fastest Terran in North America wasn't fast enough to do it? No, I was not fast enough to do it. You start,
2: you start playing, you start playing good people, and then dang, you get, you get pooped on. It's a very humbling experience. <laughs> like I played, this is like two seasons ago, I played Dark on Berlin Grad. I'm, was it Berlin Grad? I think it was Berlin Grad, and. He uh, I was actually keeping up with him, and then we got to lurker Nidus, and I swear I just I died because I couldn't keep up. Like it was actually insane. Like he was just absolutely everywhere, and I think it's not only being everywhere, but if you have like the right mechanics set up, you can be everywhere and also be very efficient. And I can I could be everywhere but not be very efficient. So it was very uh, uh, what is it? Uh, humbling experience there you go very humbling
0: experience <laughs> yeah so I have a bit of a a, a bit of a tougher question for you Migs. Um, have you ever had uh, somebody who you coached who just did not respond to your coaching style like somebody who just either just didn't learn or just was you know resistant something like that
2: yeah there is uh, I actually had maybe a few people like that The first thing I want to say is, like, sometimes it's not that they're not, uh, coachable. It's just that they need a different kind of coaching, right? Um, and that's a conversation that I've always had with one of my, one of my students that I coach now because, um, they're like a fencing coach, um, in their own time. And so they can kind of understand where it's like, I felt like I wasn't helping this person and I don't think it was, I don't think it was like them necessarily. I kind of felt like it was me, um... And then, you know, this student and I did, we did, like, talk about it. Uh, and for them, it was kind of like, for them, it was not that I wasn't coaching them very good. They just felt like they weren't, uh, like, mentally, like, you know, kind of able to handle, like, um, whatever they deemed to be, like, BS in the game or, like, um, you know, just, like, you know, you work all day, you come back home, and it's just, like, you play StarCraft and you kind of take an L. So I definitely had my fair share of students like that and um i think in a way they kind of know it like deep in deep like in the back of their minds you know um uh, but maybe they don't want to say anything and i also don't want people to feel like if the coaching isn't working for them to just continue it and for them to think that it's just them and like not me because it could definitely be me too right like i will try my best to be like as adaptable as possible but i i will still have a sort of like teaching style that may not be very good for you you know, like like we talked about earlier, I'm somebody who's like, you know, if you want to play the game a certain way, I'll help you play that game a certain way. But maybe somebody, what they really want is for you to tell them how to play, and then they will copy that, and then they can, you know, play that way and, you know, rank up that way. Um, but yeah, I definitely had people like that. And if you, you know, if you're somebody who has, you know, has coaching or has considered maybe taking coaching, but maybe you had a coach that didn't really help you, it could definitely be a teaching style thing um and i think like finding somebody who has some sort of coaching content out there to watch is a good way of like kind of gauging that out um ahead of time but yeah it does it does happen for sure and it's just like this is a part of the game you know
0: yeah, it's actually an excellent point it was, it was something i was going to bring up next and I, I believe it's something that we brought up in the last episode too it's just like sometimes the coach and the coachy don't really don't really vibe super well and it's just you know sometimes it's just not necessarily meant to be and you know, there, there's plenty of other coaching styles out there. I'm not trying to, you know, it's, um, you, you really do have to kind of find the right one. And, like, whenever I was, like, looking for coaching, like, I got a ton of recommendations for, like, MIGS. It's just, like, yeah, MIGS is great. And, honestly, like, it's been, I feel like it's been fantastic. Like, I've learned a ton of, under his tutelage. And like, honestly, like every single time that we have a coaching session, like I just, I find it to be a fucking blast. It's like one of the highlights of like every week or every other week is that like, I just get to sit down and like shoot the shit with migs for a little bit and get to cut around and like have fun at the same time. So it's just like, you really do have to just find that the, you know, the optimal coach for you. And you have to do put in a little research to make sure that like you're finding the right coach. It's
2: like buying, it's like buying a car. yeah kind of (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i i think uh i think it's always challenging too like especially when you talk about like teaching styles and stuff like that and sometimes you 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 just you know you you can explain things a certain way and then your student can go like i don't get it and then you can explain it another way and they're like i don't still get it and then you can explain it another way but then it's still like sometimes it just doesn't it just doesn't click the way uh the way it like feels nice, you know, and, and I also think sometimes um I'm sure you might get some students who go in with certain expectations about how like the coaching is like supposed to work or how it's supposed to I don't know feel in the sessions or something like that. And and you know sometimes it's just not gonna line up, you know?
2: Yeah, I feel like it kinda I feel like it might suck to hear in the moment, but um I do think especially if you've tried it out and it's not working out, I think it's just nice to have the honest conversation about it um and, and i'm sure that a lot of people can understand that like it, whether it's like in school that you experienced it you know like elementary school day, high, or high school days rather like i don't know college we've always had that professor that was like super butt and then you know it, maybe it was their teaching style or, or whatever so it's everywhere you know it, it's it's everywhere um uh, but uh yeah just just being honest i i think one other thing that makes it really hard though is that people tend to what's the word like connect their self-esteem or their self-worth with the game and like that's something that I noticed while coaching is that some people they uh they'll take a few losses and it's kind of like like oh they can't learn anything like why am I doing this kind of thing like it's a waste of time and like things just take time right and it's that it's hard to say that and it sucks to hear that because you'll see somebody else and like they'll process the information a lot faster and maybe improve faster than you do But unfortunately, the reality is just, like, you know, like, people learn at different speeds. or like, you're just missing that one thing to click for you. Um, But it can be really hard to just, like, try to understand that and at the same time feel like... And, you know, you probably are putting in a lot of work and it's just, like, not working out yet. Um, But um, there was, like, this video of J-Dong. I think it was, like, they uploaded it a few days ago. But somebody showed it to me where he just said that, like, practice will... You'll always be rewarded for practice, so... Even if, like, you're practicing a lot now, but you feel like you're not good, maybe, like, in a couple weeks or, like, a week or two from now, you'll be in a scenario where that practice would have paid off. And it's just you just didn't reap the rewards right away. But it doesn't mean that it's not happening.
1: The more I play StarCraft, the more I'm like, man, I need the repetitions, you know, because every situation is going to feel different. Every situation is just going to be weird in its own way. But, like, to get, like, quality practice takes, it takes time, you know, and, and that's something that i've certainly had to deal with you know yeah i mean it also goes back to like
0: whenever vindicta was like learning not to use uh spacebar and he you know he dropped mmr and whatnot like it like it it, it's it's just a process that takes a lot of time and it's something that i've struggled with too um where you know I, i like i'll wind up leaving games early just because it's just like i you know i completely messed up in this one aspect of the game I don't like I'm just throwing this away because I like I, I get really frustrated because I can't like it's almost like I can't see a way forward after making like just like this one mistake that I thought I've been working on. I thought I've been trying to like alleviate and like I like I've had multiple people call me out for it. And I mean, rightfully so at this point, but it, it it's hard to like separate yourself from your mmr and this is something that we've talked about on the show before it's like it's hard it's, it's really hard to do but your like your self-worth is not in your mmr like you may have like bad days or you may be working on new things it's just like you know you just keep pushing through it and keep like keep doing your drills keep trying to learn new things and like eventually like it'll start to show or like your work will start to pay off and it'll start to show like through your mmr or like through how good you feel about each game
2: yeah, definitely. The self worth thing is like such a big deal, um and I'm also guilty of that as well. Like, I guess maybe you could say that I have more reason to, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it's crazy. You know, so you get in there, you play some games. You have just like mindset of like, what you need to work on, and then you do, it and it's just like, it's not happening. And you're like, like, damn it. But um, for you, Lord, I have something for you. I told this story on stream, where like, I played Zown one time on ladder, and I went for a proxy build, and then he scouted it. And it wasn't like... Like, I was definitely behind, but it wasn't like I was dead necessarily. But I just left the game. And then he messaged me after the game. And he said, why did I leave? And, like, he doesn't... You know, Zan doesn't really speak the greatest the greatest English. So for him to, like, go out of his way to message me and then tell me to stay in the game next time, I was like, dang, he makes a good point. Maybe I should have done that. So now if you watch me stream and I'm behind, that's why I just camp and play the game out. Because, uh, I guess... He, I just think of him in the back of my mind, like he's
1: yelling at me, like
2: a disappointed
1: father. <laughs> let me let me ask you let me ask you this: When you queued into that game, were you already like, "I think I'm gonna lose"?
2: Uh, yeah, I would say, and that's that's the thing, right? Like that's the mentality that screws you over. It's like it's like you if you already kind of feel like you might lose, and then the one thing goes wrong, and then and then you definitely feel like you're gonna lose, and you just leave. But like sometimes it doesn't have to be that way, you know? So we we we, we can do it, guys.
0: it's something that you've called me out before like during our coaching sessions as well it's just like you know i like i take one bad fight and then i just like i gg out and it like going back and looking at it's just like oh wow i was actually even with this person like this game was far from over i literally just gave it to him but like in the moment it's hard to like not be frustrated about like you know walking into lurkers or siege tank fire or disruptors or anything like that
1: Sometimes you need that mental coaching. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's funny too. But like, I I think one of the things that keeps me in game sometimes is I'm like, this guy's just as bad as me. We can we can find some wiggle room here, you know? Like, yeah, I just lost twenty two drones, but he probably didn't start his third CC on time, right? And it's just like, oh, let's let's give it a shot. And then like, you know, I'll still like I'll still poke around. But you know, if I see that the CC's landed or something, then I'm like, all right, well. No, I kind of know, but I, you know, you gotta, I don't know, man, y- you never know what's going to happen. And I think sometimes it's easy to be like, Oh, we'll, we'll give it a, we'll give it the try, even though I know I'm in a bad spot. And then other days you're just like, this build, this game is a disaster. I don't want to touch it. You know, I want to throw the whole game out the window. Right. And I, I totally relate to both sides of that.
2: Oh, wow, Dan, you have an elevated mindset. <laughs> okay. <Or> can, <I, laughs> can I get some of that?
1: No, I just know that my, I just know that they're bad. They're bad sometimes, and they can make critical mistakes after they've already done a lot of damage.
2: <laughs> but that's that's so true though. And like, I will tell people exactly what you said as well, and it it doesn't it it, it doesn't really help them, but because <laughs> they still feel like they're just kind of like they kind of like oh yeah, I'm just I'm just dead out of the way. But it's so true. Like, uh, I'll try to like rewind the way you play with them, and like, look, this person's this person's command center is like X seconds late. You know, this person did this wrong, did that wrong, like. Like, you guys are very likely to play a game of baseball, so you might as well just, just play it. You know, people throw, people throw. But, like, there's definitely a chance. So that's why they call me the number one copium dealer because I'm giving everybody copium everywhere.
1: Um. Okay, I have a question. I have a question for you, Migs. If you could narrow it down to, like, one or two things, what do you think is, like, the most diamond characteristic? Like, the thing that is preventing people from crossing that threshold uh out of diamond
2: i have one already i gotta think about the other one but i have one there there's so many people that i coach and they try to do the builds clem does i'm talking like three cc two one one you know command center first stuff you well you see it in the gsl you really want to do it and i can't blame them like i really can't like i would want to do the same thing and then you get roach rushed and you don't know what to do because like when you watch the pro games like two perfect macro games and then you do it and it's like this guy is roach rushing you this other dude's build doesn't make any sense you know or like this other dude is just like stopped droning at 50 drones and they're just spamming Ling bane like there's so many different factors and these builds are really hard to do and people get really uh caught up into into doing them and it, it like i like i mentioned earlier i will try to help you play the game the way you want to play and if that's what you want to do I will help you but i definitely will suggest for people to do certain things and like maybe not doing those as often at least or having that be your standard build is definitely one of the bigger things that i feel like uh i i struggle with like when coaching people and so if you're a diamond taren and you're doing forbidden builds stop please thank you uh okay wait the other one let me think. Uh, I think the other one is a bit simpler i think that one is just mechanical stuff um i think uh i try to be really honest with people like if i see they're not using camera locations i'll be like you know what like it's doable but like i said you're making your life harder for sure um uh, but once you're in diamond you've or you're already at a point where if you want to change that it's going to take you some time and some people just are not willing to do that right and like I, um, yeah like i said yeah you, you probably can't get over it and you can probably make it work uh, but you're making your life, like, way harder. And you could probably just spend the time to fix it and then still be able to rank up in a fa- in a faster time span than you would if you just, like, sucked it up, you know? So if, you're, if you've are if you already been having doubts about maybe your mechanics, or you feel like maybe you're not fast enough to react to certain things, or something like that, maybe you think that you need more control army control groups, chances are you probably do. And um, I think the faster you do it, um, and if you can just hustle through that, getting over it or i um, sorry, like breaking the habit, it'll be super rewarding. Um, uh, but yeah, those two things are like the most common thing I see for sure. And what you
0: guys need to fix. Just, just speaking to that for just a second. Um, like it actually did kind of take like a mental rework for me to start like actually using some of the stuff that I got from coaching. Um, cause some of it tends to be like a bit specific, uh, and learning to actually use those things on the ladder or in customs it was like it's like it's painful it's hard it's hard to do um but you really just have to be patient and try to persevere through it and try to get like try to actually because your coach is there to like the, your coach wants you to succeed as well like they're not going to give you bad advice for the most part um so like you know, like if you need to put in like the time and effort to like actually take some of their stuff that they're saying and like try to apply it. And like, I've been trying to do that a lot recently. Um, it it, You know, I've, I've been, I've only been able to play sporadically here and there, but like every time I sit down and play now, it's just like, okay, what was the last thing we talked about during coaching? That's what I'm going to focus on. Like recently with like TVC, it's just like, all right, I'm going to be focusing on checking their upgrades, checking their tech and seeing how many drones that they have. Not always successful with it. i you know, I'm still working on it, but I like, I'm already starting to see returns on that kind of stuff. I'm just like, okay, they're teching hard, but they don't have many drones. And I check their upgrades and they're behind me. So I know that like in a minute, I'm going to be able to fight and crush them as long as I don't like just walk into banelings or walk into like a lurker line. And, yeah, I mean, just like take the time to like listen to what your coach says and try to apply that kind of stuff, and you will start to see returns on it.
2: Thank you, I appreciate the uh, ad there. So yes, <laughs> if you buy coaching, don't give up. It'll take some time, but I promise you, you'll reap the rewards. And if you don't, I don't, I don't take, uh, uh, I don't give out refunds. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting too, because like I think for StarCraft, just being as complicated and like high paced as it is like you can be told to do something in a game of starcraft like oh hey if you see you know if you see the gas at the natural at this time it it might it might mean this or this you know you should probably check see see what's in the main or something like like you can know that information but there's such a difference between knowing that information and actually applying it when it's relevant and actually applying it like to the game state that makes sense in a way you know And, and i think that there can be such a like delay in in those two things happening and also just having that built into your uh like understanding of the game you know
2: they're all very true but yeah coaching is a uh, coaching is definitely like uh an experience that you kind of have to fill it out on your own and just like be able to i guess like understand that if uh you need a different coach or you need to work on certain things but you need some that maybe uh things are not coach or think you're not improving as fast as you would like to just kind of be honest with yourself and just kind of think about like what it is that you need maybe you just need more time maybe it is coaching style um could be a lot of things and i i think um for rate of improvement it's just a little bit harder for people who have actual lives like i just sit here all day and play this game so like for me i can have an issue and i could try to fix it within a shorter time span but you know for you guys like you guys actually have jobs you know people have personal lives so it's like it can be a, it could take a little bit longer but just like don't give up um and if it is out that, that those big changes like changing your you know big mechanical stuff um just have a little bit of faith in it and
0: kind of hustle it out and you but you'll be you'll be able to do it so yeah that's fantastic fantastic point we are coming up on time here so we'll go ahead and start our wrap up procedure uh mix you have any uh final thoughts on uh some of your coaching? uh experiences
2: um yes number one clients fluctuate so buy my coaching thank you <laughs> the other thing is um coaching content on youtube not just mine but like in general um if you're interested in buying coach please i, I mentioned it earlier but like please like try to find something on youtube there's plenty of coaches out there and try to really see what you're getting into Um, before. you which I guess it, like it sounds very obvious, right? But like you kind of it's like, oh it's a pro player and like so and so recommended it to me. How you know it's got to be good, right? But like that's not always true. So has, don't, has don't... anyone
1: has anyone booked your coaching thinking you were someone else?
2: No, I've never had that happen to me. Bless. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Plus. That's
1: good. That's good. That's good.
2: I. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, rate rate stuff too. Like uh you know some people have higher rates than others, so like that can also be a big factor for some people. And like I said, just. Kind of, kind of look around. There's some other pros who maybe are not like, you know, they're not Maru, they're not Clem, but like, you know, like spirit coaches. And you would say spirit's really good, right? And like spirit coaches.
0: Yeah, I didn't know
1: that. Hey, relax, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Will you want to you want to learn how to turtle up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh,
0: Mix, thank you so much for coming out tonight. It's much appreciated. Uh, you'll be able to find his links in the description. Um, Twitch.tv/svindictsc2 uh i i highly recommend if you're if you're a Terran player I highly recommend his coaching it's affordable it's uh I've been having a lot of success from it I've been enjoying all of our coaching sessions so definitely check him out as vindicticoaching.com um yeah once again like thank you so much for uh being able to come out and hang out with us and give your insight
2: no thanks for having me I love talking about starcraft and and just like philosophy on like coaching and improvements all that good jazz. It's very nice. Everyone has a very different opinion or sometimes you share the same opinion. So it's really nice to talk about and, um, also love to make jokes and stuff. So had a good time.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Dan also, you know, thank you for coming and uh, co-hosting with me. It's always been a pleasure. We'll be able to find his, uh, links down in the description as well. Do you have any, uh, final thoughts, anything you want to wrap up with?
1: um, No, nothing really. I am looking at uh, Mix's coaching website. It is a beautiful website. Uh, There's testimonials of two Terrans that I know from Twitch chat, (laughs) Uh, which is hilarious to me. But yeah, that's exactly uh, looks great. Looks looks fantastic. Um, Yeah. As for me, look, I'm streaming. Uh, I got some other links if you want to click on them, but mostly just streaming for now. You know, trying my best to grind my teeth out on the diamond ladder, making drones, making queens and nothing else with that being said guys uh
0: <laughs> the climb's going to be live every other wednesday a podcast version of each episode will be released at the end of the next week uh, uh the podcast version of the episode will be out next friday you can find the climb on apple Podcasts, spotify and other podcast sites our socials will be linked in the description as stated before if you'd like to give any of us a follow any of us a subscription that would be much appreciated uh That's going to be all from us this evening. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed the episode of The Climb. Once again, thank you so much to Mix for coming out and giving some insight. Thank you, Dan, for uh, co-hosting. Good luck, guys. Have fun out there. We will see you next time.